Welcome back to the Football Fitness Federation podcast and a massive Happy New Year to all of our listeners, community members and followers. I hope everyone is all set for a massive 2021 after, fair to say, a pretty testing 2020. I'm delighted to bring this episode to you today, the first one of 2021. Episode 118 is with the sports scientist from the Royal Belgian FA, Arne Jaspers. Arne came on to talk about the differences he found between working at a club and with a country, as he is at the moment with Belgium. He spoke about his PhD, which was load indicators used in daily practice. He spoke about predictive ways of using data and also the future of data collection or where he sees data collection going in the future, as well as many other topics too. So massive thank you to Anna for coming on the podcast and also for everyone's support in 2020. We managed to get a fair few episodes out last year and I really appreciate everyone's support. Subscribing, sharing, liking, everything that you've done for the podcast, I really appreciate it because it's helped it to grow. I do want to kick it on in 2021. I've got some really good ideas of guests and topics to try and tackle this year. But also, if you do think of anyone... We've had a few people reach out recently with guest recommendations. We put it over on our Instagram and got a few recommendations. Massive thank you for that because um, it does throw out a few names that I possibly wasn't thinking of or people that I haven't heard of so much. So please reach out if you have got anyone that you can think will will fit with the podcast and um, contribute to the podcast and our audience as well. So please continue sharing. If you're not already subscribed, make sure you subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, and on YouTube. And I hope you enjoy the first episode of 2021 with Anna Jaspers. Welcome back to the Football Fitness Federation podcast. This is episode 118. I am delighted today to be joined by the sports scientists of the Belgium FA, Anna Jaspers. Anna, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you, man. Very, thank you very much. Yeah, also, my name was spoken out very, very well, Arnie. So, I, I've been practicing. Uh, good... All week yeah. our call, I've been practicing. Yeah. I was trying to roll the R, but yeah. it wasn't yeah, It's almost, you wouldn't notice if you... <laughs> well, at least I didn't go Arnie. Yeah, yeah, indeed. That's, uh, but that's in, in uh, for English-speaking people. That, that's the, <laughs> I, I heard uh, most uh, that way. But uh, everything, everything is good. So happy, happy to be on the show. Thank you. No, it's great to have you on. And obviously, um, we've had one of your fellow, um, one of your peers, one of your other colleagues at the Belgium FA, Richard Evans, has also been on the the podcast before. Um, and I know a former colleague in, in Matt Jones as well that have all spoke very highly about yourself. So I appreciate okay. the recommendations from the lads. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to sort of dive into some of the topics that we're going to cover today. So yeah, thank you for giving up your time. Great. Thank you. Looking forward. Yeah. And then let's go back. Let's, um, let's hear about your career. Because I know we spoke on the phone the other day about some of the clubs you've been at, some of the experiences, but do you want to, if, if people don't know about your journey, do you want to sort of take us back and, and take us up to current day? Yeah, definitely. So um, I started uh, doing my studies in, in movement sciences at uh, the University of Leuven in, Bel- in Belgium uh, and did a master's there with a uh, specialization in, in triathlon. So not yet in, in <laughs> still had some, some things to, to do before going into football, but uh, my, my main, yeah, I did play football, but then uh, I got into triathlon, which was very 
interesting. I think also from an exercise physiology point of view, um, start working with, with, uh, with some preliminary data. So starting looking to Excel, <laughs> tracking your and uh, monitoring your own training sessions, which in the end is, is very good uh, exercise, I think, for, for yeah, getting into the monitoring. Um, after that, yes, I, um, yeah, actually in movement sciences, we learned a lot about uh, load monitoring, uh, but I also want to know a little bit more about uh, injuries and things like that. So I um, decided to do at the same university uh, a master in physiotherapy and, and rehabilitation sciences. Yeah, you could do kind of a, a shortened version if you have done uh, movement science before. So that was interesting. Also, of course, you still want to be a student for, <laughs> not forever, but <laughs> at that time for, for a couple of uh, more years. So that was, was a good, uh, good decision. Uh, now, during this, this, um, uh, this studies, I, I noticed that I didn't really want to become like a real physiotherapy with, with the man, manual practices, things like that was not really my my uh, thing, but it was okay. In the end, you learn lots about uh, injuries. So, and and it was due to an internship that I I got into the, the Netherlands at uh, the, the football club AZ Alkmaar over there. And that back then, yeah, they, they started doing the, um, or they started working with uh, the GPS from, uh, from catapult so back back in the years i think it's uh, a lot <laughs> i don't know but almost six or seven years ago so the the very early uh, years which was interesting and, and really interested me because it was a whole new um area to to discover and i also back there noticed that yeah from from the triathlon and i'm uh, playing around with the excel it was, it was quite uh, handy doing that so they were very happy and then they asked to to do that uh, and, and stay to, to stay there and that was um, where I tried to combine through the PhD so a PhD at uh, the University of Leuven that focused on on very broadly uh, load monitoring in professional football and, and how yeah, you could use uh, GPS what what were the, the indicators how could you could you use them so uh, so yeah start doing that PhD in combination with uh, the work at uh, AZ Alkmaar uh, for, for a couple of years. Then at the same time, um, yeah, I was involved with, uh, with the national team of uh, Saudi Arabia with uh, the coach uh, Bert Marek. Uh, and then at the end, yeah, my PhD uh, finished in, in Leuven and, and also my, my work at uh, Isaac Alkmaar. And that was when I uh, got into the 2018 into the, the Belgian national team at the, the Federation uh, to help uh, Richard also with, uh, with the preparation of uh, the, the World Cup, which was, uh, yeah, which was, we did have a, a good result. Uh, could have been better, but <laughs> it's, it's result, nice, uh, result, yeah. Yeah, nice, nice result in the end. Then uh, a very brief, um, how to say, step out uh, to, to the United Arab Emirates because uh, it's uh, Van Marek got the coach there and um, yeah, got a very good relationship with him, but that uh, adventure ended quite, uh, quite a little bit uh, sooner than expected. So, and then I got back to the, to the Belgian uh, National Federation. That's, that's where I am. Um, next to that, yeah, I'm, I'm um, working a little bit uh, as an external consultant for uh, this, uh, the football club in Belgium, uh, Leuven, uh, also the first division. And also that's, that's another sport, but uh, the kayaking canoe uh, federation. Um, oh, wow. yeah, also a little bit, uh, <laughs> The monitoring practices so that's a little bit more back into the individual sports and, and back to the, the triathlon exercise physiology uh, monitoring also with the gps to to uh, to track the races and see the the race profile so 
Um, yeah, probably. I, I like a lot of things, and I think uh, a lot of things are interesting. <laughs> That's maybe also, uh, yeah, can, can see from uh, my my description. <laughs> yeah. I I always like speaking to coaches that have either previously worked in other sports or currently work in other sports as well, because it's always nice to discuss like lessons learned from the sports, because obviously the cultures can be very different from sport to sport. So, is there anything that sort of stands out from obviously triathlon and the, and the sports that you're currently involved in that maybe have related over to football or you think may, may relate in the future possibly as well? Mm -hmm. I think for, for example, for, for triathlon, yeah, in, in these individual sports, every second or every centimeter or whatsoever counts. So these athletes are, are very aware of, of their body, probably a little bit more than the most of the of the football players. So they're really, really, yeah. And, and also probably they, they know a little bit more about their body without, yeah, this is now very black and white. It's it's not for everyone like this, but yeah. they know their body very well because they um, also in terms of, of nutrition, also they probably are a little bit more into monitoring themselves as as well, which, which helps them to... Um, um, yeah, to know and, and yeah, they're very aware of, of themselves. That probably a bit more than, than football. Uh, on the other hand, and that that's the the challenging part in, in, in football. Uh, of course, it's it's a team sport, and and um, in in individual sports, it's all about the performance and and probably the kind of the, the best the best win win <laughs> at that moment. Uh, but that's not always the case in, in football, as you can you can. Uh, have a, a very good team, but I, I, that's also challenging. But the, the nice thing about football, it's uh, there are a lot more factors involved, and and yeah, it's 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 interesting from both points of view. Also, in, in probably in football, it's it's uh, while in for example in, in cycling, the, the chance to get an injury, yeah, except if if you have a bad crash or something, it's a little bit less than in football where. The challenges uh, on, on the body are, are different, but also a big challenge, especially with, with injuries, because the, the movement pattern it's yeah it's eccentric. Uh, while in in, uh, in in cycling, for example, it, it's uh, um, uh, concentric and, and very mm. yeah in, in the same way. So um, probably in, in in the team sports, you have to manage a little bit more things, which makes it challenging. Because also at, at this point, we cannot manage everything yet and that has to do with, with uh, the things we can measure things that we can measure in the right way so uh, but uh, I think especially if maybe in terms of, of nutrition and, and, and sleep there are a lot of things also we in individual sports we can still transfer a little bit more or educate a little bit more in, in football but that's that's yeah not for everyone but that's uh, it's a, bit a general uh, general feeling no, it's interesting because we, we spoke a lot about um, managing the individual within the team environment environment because that's what we have to do more and more now, isn't it? That we, yes, we are working with a team, a group of players, but we've got 16, 20, 24, 30 individuals within that within that squad. So it is, it's, it's really interesting actually um, comparing individual sports to team sports and seeing what we can take um, and learn yeah. from them as well. Yeah. Yes, and because I, I think, yeah, we, we, as you say, we have uh, like 20 or 30 individuals in one team. And in the end, you want to individualize training, that that's correct and, and as, as good as possible. But on the other hand, it's kind of cost benefit because it's a team sport and you want to train as a team as much as possible. So 
yeah, probably there is a perfect schedule for each individual player. <laughs> but if, if you have to do yeah. that, then <laughs> just training in maybe four, five, six uh, different uh, different groups at, at the same time. So you still, yeah, it's kind of, of a balance you have to, and, and maybe one training because you want to do it as a team could mean that for one player, it's going to be a little bit too much uh, and, and maybe a hypothetical higher injuries, but at the same time, you have to train as, as a team and, and yeah, you want to that team tactical principles, you want to have these right. So yeah, maybe just hypothetical, but one or, or three or 4% of higher injury risk for, for one player could mean that it's a 10 or 20% better performance on the team tactical part. So in the end, yeah. Yeah, we don't know the exact numbers, but you have to kind of of balance. I've tried to balance this, and that, that's a that's a challenge as well. I'm, I'm probably also. I think that that's quite clear. There are various ways to to roam in regarding this this matter. So probably yeah, pro there is one probably one one yeah the best the best best decision will be out there. But yeah, at this moment with with the things we can measure, things we cannot measure, we just don't know it yet at this at this moment so i think yeah as practitioners we all aim to to kind of of get to that um perfect decision as as much as possible but yeah that's <laughs> that's in, in maybe in five or ten years we can we can do that but on the other hand and that's that's just a thought then you're maybe yeah this is just uh, you put in the numbers you have the the perfect decision but then also the the fun of, of trying and, and to think about uh, the perfect decision and, and the rationale behind it it's yeah all that fun is, is gone so <laughs> then you're maybe just trying robots so it's, it's just uh, some loud out uh, thoughts but it's yeah it's, it still stays a, a challenge but at the same time that's also it's nice to have these uh, these challenges yeah definitely and the other thing i was going to ask you about was with your experiences the differences between being at a club so working at a club day in, day out, and being with the national team where you'll only get the players so many times per year for a certain amount of time, uh, for a certain amount of games. So apart from the obvious, like what, what in your role, what do you feel some of the main differences are? I think, yeah, that's a very, very good question. I think, yeah, for, from a club, you're day in, day out, you're with, with the team and, and, you know, each player perfect. In, in a perfect way and you know what you have done yesterday the day before uh, <laughs> so many weeks and and I know I, I knew um, when I was at AZ and and we had some players going to international uh, camps with, uh, with their countries it was interesting because for us yeah we were thinking about do we have to give our GPSs uh, yeah. to these guys and, 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 and back in the days and, and to measure at uh, at the national team because then it wasn't yeah, used a lot yet. I definitely not at every every national team. So, but then you were like, yeah, are you going to give these uh, expensive units to the players? And then <laughs> not every, every player was that uh, <laughs> that focused on, on the GPS units. So it was like, no, nah, no, we're not, not going to do that. But at least you're going to try to have a daily communication with the player in terms of, yeah, how, how hard was your training, training session or, or game and, and how long uh, do you have an indication of how long you did train so that you already have kind of something to fill up the gap because yeah it's, it's kind of a gap in, in information when they go to the, the national team and and already back then you you already could see from from club level there was a big difference as in, in, in preparations of the 
yeah, all the, the different national teams. So that was that was interesting from yeah. a group point of view. And then yeah, you kind of a kind of a standard protocol when they came came in at the back uh, at the club to to do. But maybe yeah, some players could could already train. So that that's yeah, I think there yeah at that time definitely there was some some percentages to to win. And then yeah, on the other side, it, it's um, from national team. Uh, you don't yeah, you have a very uh, you say diffuse or yeah, a variation in the players coming in. Uh, mm. Some players do play a lot with their team, have uh, really good in competitions. Uh, a lot of players, and there are also some players who are maybe yeah, the bench players, uh, but they're still uh, important for, for the national team. You have uh, players who come back from, from injury. So it's, it's you have a, and that's the thing we always try to do at the national team is try to make, yeah, based upon um, we try to ask as much uh, information from the clubs because you you want to kind of know what did happen before because in compared to the club with <laughs> with the national team it's it's a very big uh, yeah gap or or yeah at at, lo- at at least you want to fill that gap and communicate um, a lot with the clubs and try to ask uh, all the GPS data of course there are different systems so it's not <laughs> com- com- compare them one one to one so yeah you can already hear a lot of challenges but. In the end, we try to get, um, it's probably a guesstimation, not, yeah, a guess and an estimation of, of, um, of, of what the status of the player is at that moment, taking into, into account everything, that, everything, every information that you could, you could collect. So um, also, I think a very, it's an easy one, but for us, it's, it's a, a, a good one. It's, it's just match playing times and see, are they playing their matches regularly? Um, of course, uh, one one every week, or maybe sometimes two two uh, two every week. And then you know these players there, they're training regularly, they're recovering, they play their their matches, so probably they will be fine. Of course, you have to take into account a bit uh, the congested schedule. So if especially now also with, with uh, the COVID uh, period, yeah. it's, it's it's challenging. But yeah, they played a lot. You want to take that into into account, yeah. But most of the time, also the players who play a lot are important for your team. So you have to find a kind of a, a balance, which you try as, as good as possible. But then they also, and, and that's a more challenging one, is the players who are who are not playing with the club because you don't know, are they doing top-up sessions or not? You try to, to get it from data or sometimes you don't have data to communicate with the players. So you try to guesstimate a little bit, yeah, what, what would be the best... Um, the best preparation for them, so that that's uh, that's for us uh, an important uh, important one. And yeah, of course, if they come in at, at a team, especially um, in in Europe with uh, qualifications over there, you have so little time. They come in at at uh, the national team with uh, match day plus one, match day plus two. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and your match day plus two is then already a match day minus two, or or in the best case minus three. So the, yeah. that you don't. You want to do team tactical, but yeah, probably it's always a bit, bit uh, as, as a sport times has to say, it's, it's always, how do you say it's the, the break? You have to put a break, I uh, put on the break because yeah, actually they, they're still recovering, so you can't do too much. So a kind of, of uh, trying to taper. So that's, that's, it's difficult, it's challenging. And then it feels a little bit like you're, uh, you're in the Europa League weeks with, with your, um, with a club team ever you can't do too much it's it's mainly about recovering but you try to to do some things and do something tactical drills while not uh yeah adding too much additional load to uh yeah 
to reduce the, the injury risk. So ch challenging. And then, of course, you have done for, for example, for preparation in the World Cup, then you have a, a different uh, scenario where you, yeah, you can indeed paradise a little bit more in terms of, yeah, we're going to, to add some to, to uh, improve your physical fitness. But also over there, could have been a long season for a couple of players with mm. Champions League finals and these things. So also there, you um, again you have to um, you have to make these groups the the players who maybe need to regain some freshness. The other ones who yeah we will uh, um, we we really focus on on regaining fitness. It's it's yeah. So we always <laughs> it's it's an interesting puzzle. While yeah, for example, at the club level, if they come in at your club, you you kind of. For the most of them, you start at the same level and you can go into preseason and, and really have a, a very good um, general group uh, group um, approach. So that that's uh, that's even very brief <laughs> with the, no, the challenge no. that came up in my mind. Yeah, it's really interesting, and I suppose it ties into what we were talking about before with managing the individual because it's mm -hmm. probably even more apparent in the national mm -hmm. or international environment, isn't it? Because you're having to look at every single uh, player situation, minutes played, mm -hmm. like what's been going on, are the clubs winning, are the clubs losing? Like obviously there's the psychological effect of all that as well. Mm -hmm. um, what I was going to ask is, would you say then that the majority of your, um, not the majority of your work, but a lot of your focus is actually when the, the players are with the clubs because you're having yeah. to monitor everything that they're doing and it's obviously the majority of the time then they come to you for a short period of time and go back to the club. So is the majority of your work based on seeing what's happening day to day at the clubs? Yeah, definitely. So um, what we ask the, um, the days before we start the camp is, is we ask our clubs to, to get a data uh, as, as much information as possible to, yeah, it's a kind of a, how to say a barometer, like to, <laughs> to see what, what's, what's going on at IO what has a player been, been doing? And, and I, I try to collect as much information as possible to make a, a kind of a profile. And, and of course, uh, in between, you follow up the, the, uh, the match exposure. You see if it was an injury or not. You have a kind of, of um, a, book, a book of every player to see uh, yeah. what is he at, what did he do before. Um, yeah, also a lot of these players have been with us for, for a couple of years now. Uh, so you, yeah. You have his, his blueprint, and, and yeah, you know more and more about about his uh, career and, and how he's um, the more the more he gets at the national team. So it's it's indeed in between. It's, it's just as getting as much information as possible and try to connect the dots. Also, yeah, knowing from, for example, injury point of view that a lot of, th of of things are involved. So you just try to yeah, like like I said, to fill the gap or, or the the gap in information as much as possible, and and yeah, also in that report that to to Richard then to see yeah what's the state of each player and do we have to take something to account? Do we um, yeah are we going to do a little bit more or less? Are we just yeah going into uh, the training sessions with them like that? And then that's indeed a big part. And then you have the the daily training sessions where where you monitoring live, but that's uh, mostly that just about yeah. Seeing, seeing that they're not doing too much. So especially in, in that's for, if I, if I compare it, for example, to the UAE or the Saudi, Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabia um, national team, where they, 
there we did have a lot more days so uh, because they yeah mo most of players um, were playing the country so and they mm. which was which was great because uh, also um, to to support the national team they they could arrange uh, the schedule of the competition <laughs> with, with the national team so you could have like seven or eight days um, of preparation so that that's an all yeah totally different uh, approach because there indeed you could integrate some sessions where you're focusing on uh, improving the, the physical fitness a bit more so you have a lot more yeah possibilities to paradise so that that's also yeah in terms of uh, the, the Asia Asia Federation or yeah the, the AFC compared to the UEFA it's it's a totally different approach but also then over there you have you have to travel and and yeah, I think in in, in in Europe you have um, maybe yeah two days two days between between uh, consecutive games, while there it's 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 five five days because you also have to, to travel from <laughs> Saudi to, or, or or Dubai to uh, Japan or Australia. So it also yeah jet lag uh, kicks in uh, and yeah a lot of different things. So but that it, it's interesting. But in in the preparation you have you have a lot more time and, and possibilities to paradise uh, over there. Yeah. I was going to say I could I could sort of feel all the jealousy from all the practitioners working in there in Europe with all these European nations about having extra time um, with like the Saudi <laughs> national team. But then there's obviously the the travel that comes into it yeah. that we, we don't yeah, have yeah. so much. So it, it balances yeah, yeah. out a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. These are interesting experiences uh, for sure. But it's also nice to see uh, also in, ter in terms of, of uh, culture. These things, the differences, and, and that, um, yeah, they also learn me that you cannot uh, control everything. So that, that's probably in the beginning of my PhD was, yeah, we're going to measure everything and we will be able to. That was very naive back then. You were maybe 23, 24 years old. And then you want to, yeah, I'm going to predict injuries and you're going to solve everything. <laughs> and uh, the very start of PhD, and a year later, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> don't know it's everything it's not, <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen so but, but it's good to be by naive and, and and it's and and then gradually you start to learn and and i think that's uh yeah while in the beginning i was it was all about the data and, and very objective and and then you start to you start to learn a lot also with, with these experiences which was was actually was was great to learn because you learn a lot at the university, but then you also know in, in and, and I really believe in evidence in evidence based practice, but also I think the practice based evidence. Uh, yeah. To, to say something that that's an important thing as well, and to to learn over the years from from other uh, fitness coaches, from 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 head coaches, from from these cultures, and you see, yeah. Then also at a given moment, you you just aim. Yeah, I want to measure. As good as possible and, and do the things i can measure in in, in the best way uh, possible but also um take into account and and yeah take for granted that some things you yeah you cannot control and you just yeah have to live with that and, and that's <laughs> that, that's it but I, in the end that's okay and, and maybe we will be able to measure more and more and, and that 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 will help but uh, of course, there are always there are going to be always things that you, you can't control, and, and yeah, just try the things that you can can control to to control these and, and the other things. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> and let let's dive into some of that now because um, you mentioned briefly your PhD. Um, so load indicators used in in daily practice, obviously a big part of that, and obviously that regardless of 
who people are working with, what sort of level. We're all going to be monitoring load in, in some way, shape or form or, or using some sort of tech or not. Um, so I think it's really interesting to dive into some of your research um, and some of the findings from the research just initially on that as well. Um, so do you, want, do you want to just break that down for us and, and go into a little bit of information on that for us? Yes, yes. So um, first, with, uh, with the PG, start with, with a systematic review. So at that time, I know, I know when I just begin myself in, in practice with the GPS, yeah, we, we can measure a lot and, and there are a lot of things and, and <laughs> how, how actually can, can we use this? Because there was, um, in the beginning, if, if I look back um, uh, at, at AZ, we were very happy with, oh yeah, look, we, we can measure what to do on the pitch. And then they, they did run 5K and, and <laughs> did some sprints and acceleration. And then in the beginning, it's very nice, but then, but it's also good. And, and that's the important first step. And, and I was like, mm. yeah, but actually we're just describing the training. And, and mm. But yeah, in the end, it's about, yeah, you want to reduce injury risk or you want to get them to get them fitter and get insights what they are doing in, in the match and, and how can we use these insights to to make the players better. So that was that was kind of the, the start for, for, for my PhD even uh, of um, how we're gonna yeah connect these these load indicators to yeah certain aspects of physical fitness or or, um, or injury risk. So yeah start with with then a systematic review that uh, that time so it was 2016 and then actually there wasn't yeah, too much information yet about or, or studies, and now that that has improved a lot. But at that time, yeah, how are we going to connect these load indicators to to physical fitness or injury risk, and how yeah can we use these these insights? So that was the the first actually the first the first step, um, and from there on, yeah, we we monitored the team and then yeah looked into um, yeah load and and injury risk, uh, load and and um, well being of the players, um, also. Yeah, first I think it was with uh, with James Malone and, and Matthew Vari also first in, in yeah can we measure uh, what the goalkeepers are doing how do, do, does this relate to to the uh, the well being of, of the goalkeeper um, also a very interesting one because I think that's important as well is is yeah, there there's so many um, manufacturers around and, mm -hmm. and different uh, GPS systems and you have a lot of different settings within the same the same uh, GPS system so. Yeah, also, and I think it was, it was nice to as well to be aware of, of the fact if you change your settings or, yeah, a, a different <laughs> software, it, yeah, it can totally mess up your, uh, mess up your, your, your numbers. And, and, yeah, in the end, you want to start with, with valid and reliable, reliable data, which is an important point. So if you're already going to change that, then, yeah, all what's, what happens next is actually not, <laughs> not worth anything and, anymore. So that was, um, and I think... It, it's good that there are uh, different manufacturers because yeah, the competition uh, drives things things forward. But sometimes I think um, uh, we sometimes yeah we, we talk about big data and and also it's very naive in the beginning and <laughs> we'll have big data in, in in football. But actually, yeah, we don't we don't have big data. Big data is like Google in terms of, of millions yeah. and, and yeah. billions <laughs> billion data points. While yeah, we did some machine learning with. Uh, I was in five thousand data points uh, of players, and, and and so that actually, I also, but I think that that's a good thing. But at, at the end of the PhD, you're like, ah, oh, maybe I could have done a lot of things, things much much better. Uh, but also, yeah, 
probably that's also part of the PhD uh, uh, process and, and, and journey to, to be able to look back in a critical way on the things we, we did before. Um, also, I think, yeah, we did um, a study about load monitoring, load monitoring and, and injury risk. And, and at that time, uh, yeah, looking to cumulative uh, load uh, for a couple of uh, load indicators. And then, of course, also the acute chronic growth ratio, because that at that time, with uh, the things we knew at that time, it was, yeah, it looked good. And then now you look back and, and, and also with, with the evidence coming up that there are some, some yeah, some shortcomings. It, it's, it's in, I, actually, it's good that these, yeah, like signs built upon each other and that's the way to move forward. But then, then yeah, looking back, you were like, ah, yeah. Yeah, maybe we could have done it in, in a different way. And, and, but it's also science and, and that's how we, we move, uh, I think, forward together. And, and it's good that there's criticism and, and uh, yeah, that's, that's how we can, we can and, and some of these things are, are still useful and some of these things at that time were useful. And then sometimes you have to say, okay, maybe we were not perfect or yeah, we were indeed we were, uh, wrong in, in somehow and, and you have to accept that. And, and, but that's also how you, we improve your own uh, monitoring practices so that it's and, and i'm looking forward to all things that that will uh, will appear in, in the next few years because that that's all all these things you can apply as well so yeah it's, it's actually at, at that I, if i look back the your pz at that time is, is kind of a snapshot of, of what what's uh, what's there at that time and and we also you have to be realistic that that some of these things will be yeah at that time we're Good with with the knowledge at that time that that uh, that you knew, mm. but yeah, you have to. Yeah, I'm, I'm honest. So and, and when when science evolves, you also have to admit that maybe sometimes looking back sometimes are, are are wrong. But at that time, it was the best you you did, which uh, in, in <laughs> not in honest way. So, uh, but yeah, it teaches yeah it teaches you to be um, uh, I'd say modest and and and. Mm try to uh, implement this thing. Uh, also, you, you learn a lot of, for example, machine learning techniques uh, yourself and, and how can these be used and how also can these be not used. Um, so that, that's, that's, yeah, it's, it's, it, was, it was a very nice uh, journey if, if, I, <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I look back. <laughs> it's a really important process, isn't it? And this is how, like you mentioned, this is how, as a, whether you want to call it an industry or within our roles, this is how we are going to improve is, is by doing things and then questioning, like you said before, monitoring for the sake of monitoring doesn't really do anything. But if we, if we do analyze it and go into why we do certain things that we do, then that's the important thing. And that's how we're going to take the steps forward, isn't it? Um, yeah. And the other thing, when I was doing some research on the podcast, I watched your uh, webinar with Statsport um, mm -hmm. And I know in, in that you've talked about monitoring the training process and breaking it down into four sections. Um, so for people that haven't watched it, I do recommend that you go and watch that, that webinar because it, it is very, very good. It's a great uh, top webinar available on, on YouTube, I think. Um, and you talk about the four, um, the four um, blocks, I suppose, of descriptive, diagnostic, predictive and prescriptive. But one area I was going to point out and maybe get you to touch on is the predictive way of using data. 
So in terms of like what will happen, so us trying mm -hmm. to use the data that we've collected to say, we predict that this is going to happen. So I think that's quite, that's probably the, the exciting bit, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's all, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it started my PhD back then, very <laughs> naive and <laughs> I couldn't predict the injuries just based on the GPS, but then yeah, it's like, you know, oh, it's a lot more out there and you have to be uh, modest and, and yeah, there, there are also some things you, you can't predict, but I, I think it's, it's a very um, interesting part where, uh, and, and it can certainly help us also nowadays with, with more and more uh, technologies coming up and, and then the AI machine learning, uh, how you want to name it. Um, there are some possibilities uh, there, but also, yeah, we have to be, and, and I always think back of, I think, a Minority Report, the movie with Tom Cruise, I think it's, it's almost 20 years old or something now, but it's I very... I say that. I need to, no, I need it's, to it's very, that. yeah, it, it's, it's a must uh, watch, definitely, from, from Steven Spielberg. Uh, okay. It, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they, they can um, predict murder already before the, the, the suspect, is, suspect is going to do the, yeah, the, the killing. So, and then, right. <laughs> so it, it's, yeah, and, and then I'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna compare that maybe in, in, in five, 10 years, you will, but, we're, and, and um, I want to be sure we're far from there yet. And, and I think nowadays there, there are some, um, yeah, some some studies uh, and, and starting to do some things in, in, in that way. And, and I think that that's a, a good first start, but also, yeah, we have to be realistic. Yeah, at this at this time, and I think it's the, the Bittencourt uh, paper about uh, the dynamic um, ad complex system uh, approach. There's so many things in, in, involved in an injury. And, and yeah, at this point, we, we do not measure everything yet. and And yeah, we don't know how they interact with each other. So, um, but yeah, that's something we have to take it into account. And then the other thing is, is yeah, uh, like I said, big data. Yeah, Google and then Amazon, they, <laughs> they have the really big data. But for us, there, there's still a, a lot of, of shortcomings. But um, it, it should be our goal to, to be, to be uh, yeah, and, and we know where, where to go. And, and the first steps are, are made and, and there are some shortcomings. And then, yeah, it's, it's like science building upon each other and, and some things are wrong and some things are, are good and that's how we we um, make progress but in the end yeah it's i think that's a, yeah that, that's the next step and that can can really can really help us because that's as practitioners what what we want to do and that's yeah that's then the final step is, is the prescription uh, prescription part and i always yeah had some discussions with, with colleagues as well as they're predictive we're gonna uh, predict what what is going to happen and then with the prescriptive part of all these things we yeah we want to yeah what's the best session at, at that time because yeah we would probably be able to predict something but for example um, with that session um, if you do that session you will be able to uh, gain three percent in, in fitness but you have ten percent of injury risk and with that uh, particular session you will have one percent of, of uh, fitness uh, improvements but maybe just two percent of injury risk and mm -hmm. i think with prescription we will be able to compare all these um different things and, and yeah, determine the perfect <laughs> training sessions for for that person at that time mm -hmm. um and and i think that that's good to um yeah to consider this we do a lot of, of training prescription but but uh, and and i think myself at, at the beginning i did wrong because i also say the prescriptive part but if you look 
prescriptive from the right point of view, actually that, that's the last step and that's when we are able to really determine the, the perfect session at that time. But that's then the predictive part. And I think that's where we made some first steps, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to new technologies coming in, uh, also new analysis methods, uh, because that, that will help us go forward. But yeah, still, we still have to, yeah, to consider the, the limitations and, and possible pitfalls, because uh, also I think there in, in terms of perfectly predicting um, sometimes, and, and also <laughs> I think as, as, as a company you want to, to say that it's it's a it's nice tagline, but but still there. Uh, if yeah, if you look back at um, the complex system approach, yeah, there's so many things in, involved in, in in an injury in an athlete, and, and that's I think as practitioners maybe the, the main point of of that is yeah, if you consider that complex system, I think it's it's always good to to take that yeah to consider that and and um, to think about that when you prescribe a training because. Somehow, if you analyze all these different things, you can make a kind of, of a guesstimation what, what's the best approach. And, and as I said before, also yeah, take into account and live with the fact that some things you cannot uh, control. But yeah, you try to, to do it as good as possible. And I think also with the predictive part, with making these steps, we will, and, and something I also said in, in the presentations, you will be able to. Um, get to the perfect decision more and more while you would probably do it on your yeah your your feeling mm. the possibility of making a big mistake is probably much bigger than if you um combine it, your feeling together with with objective data because that way you kind of of uh, close down the the confidence interval of of, uh, of a good decision while i'm not saying that and that's something I, I learned as well from, from coaches. And, and I have to thank um, yeah, Van Marek for that. Is, is he, he had a very good feeling because sometimes I was monitoring next to the field and, 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 and we were going above the, the thresholds we, we, um, we, uh, we spoke before uh, for training. And, and, uh, and I was walking on the field and, and he already said, yeah, I was going to quit because I could feel that we were doing a, a lot. So that, that was, I think that this is great how you can combine expert knowledge and together with, with data. And I think that that's how we can move forward because they're yeah, really predicting and, and prescripting everything based on, on data far from there yet. And then also probably that, <laughs> that takes the, take the nice uh, challenge, challenge away. Yeah. I hope you're enjoying the episode with Anna so far. I just wanted to give a quick update on our online community. So there are now 19 webinars available to listen back to on demand on our online community, including our brand new webinar from Lorcan Mason, which is on a practical guide to sports-sided games. So that's gone down really well with our community members and there's some great information on there. But there are also 18 other webinars to go and check out on our online community as well, as well as 10 presentations from our networking events that we've held around the UK um, with a load of different speakers, including Jack Naylor up at Celtic, 
um, Will Abbott down at Brighton and many, many others in between as well. So you can go and check it out on our community. We've got members from leagues in the UK. We've got members from the US. We've got members from all over um, the European leagues and the community is growing all the time. So there's more chance and opportunities to grow your network and chat with fellow community members because you do get access to our forum and also our WhatsApp group once you're a community member. So if you're not already a member, you can go and sign up to a month free on the community so you can see what it's all about. Just go to footballfitfed.com and click the community tab at the top. If you're registered there, make sure you go right the way through the sign up process. That will give you one month free on the community. After that, it is only £4.99 per month going forward. So go and check it out. If you're not already a member, footballfitfed.com, click the community tab and sign up there. Enjoy part two of the podcast with Arna. Yeah, that, and that's actually something I was going to bring up as well. You've, you've just um, sort of read my mind on that bit because I was going to talk about like integration between staff as well, um, which is something that obviously you've touched on there is because... It isn't just a decision from yourself, is it? There's there's other coaches involved. Obviously, Richard, who we've had on the podcast, but a lot of mm-hmm. other practitioners, right up to the to the head coach or the manager as well. So, um, what are some of your views on when, like, the importance of the integration between staff, but why why it's worked so effectively? Because to to have the finish that you guys had in the previous tournament. There obviously has to be some integration there between the staff uh, for you to achieve that yeah. success. So, um, yeah, I suppose, what would your advice be for practitioners that are working at a club or even with international sides as well on creating that integration and having it work well amongst their staff? Yeah, I think that that's very interesting. Well, yeah, I think in an open communication, but probably yeah, everyone knows mm-hmm. that this is is very important and and. From my point of view, I see my my role as, as someone behind the screens, and that's also what I like. And, and I try to support everyone with the data in, information, uh, what they need, and, and try to take that into account. And also, yeah, communicate that that back. Um, so I, I see my role purely as, as someone to support all the others to to take the to take the decisions. And I think if you yeah, like I said, all this information, you you give this information and and try to support their decisions. Uh, but also, yeah, in the end, yeah, it's about communication. If there are some complaints, it's important that it's it's communicative. If I know that, I can look at it during training sessions. So I try to uh, give a lot of my information, ask for information in return. And then if you have all that, you can consider, yeah, I take that into account as, as important or, or not. And that's how you try to then also communicate to, to Richard. And then also in, in the end, sometimes um, you make some, some advice or, or some yeah the, the guesstimation because <laughs> I, I try to not use prescription because we're far from there but you give some some advice or you try to give uh, regarding page or something to to take into account of yeah, something that popped up that you think that's it's uh, important to to consider and and but also and that's something i've had to learn as as well throughout my career sometimes yeah, it's it's possible that a coach doesn't take that into account for example because he, he knows yeah uh, apologize, but I'm, I'm going to do that 11 versus 11 for 10, 10 minutes more because I really want to train on that um, team tackle principle. And, and yeah, maybe the hypothetical injury risk 
can increase with that and, and maybe they're just one percentage less <laughs> less prepared for the game uh, in two in two days or to tomorrow but then from team tackle point of view that could gain us 20 percent or, or something so that's also something you have to um yeah to consider and and, and just uh yeah agree with that because and, and that's a choice the coach make which is perfectly fine so i'm not gonna gonna discuss that but yeah as long as as you i think as a medical staff and physical staff our goal is is to communicate also with nutrition is to communicate as good as possible and try to do everything uh, for the players and to deliver them in, in a perfect state uh, to, to the coach. And then he can make a decision and sometimes he, he will follow your advice and, and sometimes not, but I think, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's okay. As, as long as, as you, yeah, just try to, to do it as, as good as possible. I think that that's uh, important, but yeah, probably also not no uh, secret formula or the, uh, over there, but just communicating as good as possible. Try to, yeah, uh, leave aside the, the egos <laughs> just yeah. communicate and, and and in the end it's it's about the players so um and and yeah and and that i think that's that's the most important uh, it's about the players and you just have to try to to yeah to do your job as good as possible and uh communicate uh give information to to uh, everyone who needs it and then the also trust that the the head coach will, will make uh, the the perfect decision or the perfect decision at, at that time and sometimes it can be wrong but that's that's uh, that could also be yeah that's it and you have to learn from that and, and yeah you, you you evolve i actually think that's a brilliant point that you just made there on on the the head coach maybe bringing that into into consideration in a session because that's real life isn't it that's what will happen the, the final mm -hmm. thing I was going to ask before we go into some some quick fire questions, just on that point, is to just get your perspective on where do you think, what do you think your reaction would have been in that situation, them extending that match for maybe 10 minutes or whatever change they're going to make at the start of your career to where you are now, like where you've come out of like you, the, the education side of things, where you see things as being like, this is what we're trying to do. And you said it before, like, I'm going to impact everything. I'm going to control everything. So obviously with your added experience now, do you think yeah. there'd have been a big difference between how you react to that? That's a really nice, actually, it's a really nice, a good question. I think in the beginning I would be maybe a little bit angry because not following the, the advice back then. And you were like, yeah, I'm going to predict everything and you have to follow, follow this. And then gradually, yeah, seeing that they're, oh, wow, yeah, there's more behind an injury. So it's not that this is going automatically um, lead to an injury. So, and, and also, yeah, seeing the bigger picture, while indeed from triathlon, it's, it's a lot about the, the physical abilities and the physical fitness, but yeah, also the mental part. While in football, the team tactile and technical part is, is a big thing of that as well. So also seeing, yeah, it's not only about uh, about the load, so <laughs> try to be uh, uh, realistic about that. And, and just, uh, I think at that time, and, and that's still a little bit, if there's an injury as a sports scientist, you, you feel, especially me, you, you feel um, uh, you feel responsible. But but in the end, yeah, you have actually also, yeah, sometimes there could have been injury and uh, you feel responsible, but hey, probably you've done your job, you've said, be a little bit careful about this player but it's also yeah not all the time this injury is going to happen so um yeah 
as, as you know, so many things are involved and maybe, yeah, some things you haven't seen or, or that that case, actually yeah, each each injury is, is new case and, and you learn from that and, and you try to, good as, to do it as, as good as possible. But you also have to, I think, and that's something I've learned now, yes, yeah, sometimes you just can't predict things because you, you didn't know everything of, or you don't, didn't know how, yeah, these, these factors were involved. So sometimes an injury can also pop up. And then that's something I'll also, now I can live with that much more is, is just knowing that, yeah, you can't predict everything. So you, 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 you can live with that as well. And, and also, um, yes, yeah, as, as you see there, um, and, and that's also toward the head coach, there's so many different approaches possible, especially if you see all the papers about um, the preparation toward game from, from different teams. Uh, also players are, are different and they're probably for, for one player, um, yes, much more, um, yeah, there, there's a lot. Yeah, you can, you can um, the errors, for example, that you make in, in the training load or, or whatsoever are for him are, um, yeah, you have a big, a much bigger range than for other players where this, the range of, of making a bad decision is, is uh, much smaller. So you can get injured just fast. So it's about, yeah, I'm saying a lot of things. So <laughs> I'm just uh, missing out uh, my, what I want to say a little bit, but it's, it's, uh, it's about, yeah, I think I'm, I'm now, I'm, I'm much more, uh, I'm, I accept it a lot more that sometimes these bad things can happen. And, and just if you've done everything that, that you knew and, and the information that you had and, and you provided to the, to the people responsible for that and then they did make a decision, yeah, you just have to uh, live with that. Uh, and some, uh, most of the time, these decisions are perfect. Maybe sometimes we did trade too hard and then there was an injury, but hey, you did your job, you provide uh, information. And also, you know, in it's maybe also a little bit of, of bad luck involved at that moment that the player was in a certain situation that could cause the, the injury. So the, yeah, it's, it's, I think I would, I would accept a lot more, more now than <laughs> back in the days when, uh, when I, I was thought, in, I did uh, think you would say that. I did think you would say that, but I thought yeah. it'd be really interesting just to get your views on that um, with <laughs> your experiences. Um, but no, I think that was a great way of just wrapping that, that section up and we'll move on to some, some of the quick fire questions that I've got on, on the end of the podcast. Um, so the first one being, who are some of the biggest influences on your career so far? And I know it's hard for a lot of coaches to narrow this down to maybe a few people, but maybe some of the, some, some of the standouts for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I, I, I always think you, um, <laughs> it's a quick fire. So I'll try to make it as, as short as possible. But I think, yeah, you, you can learn from uh, from everyone. I, that, that's my philosophy. So I, that, that's in uh, so in, in yeah biggest influences. I th- I think I got influence from from everyone throughout my career. So I think it's it's, it's like also on conferences on on yeah everywhere. It's it's interesting to to d- discuss with people and, and learn from them. So I, I actually yeah everyone <laughs> is kind of an, uh, kind of an influence, which is is great. But uh, I also have to be grateful for, uh, for example, from think from Marwijk, but also uh, Martinez, uh, but especially for from Marwijk, I, I learned a lot about the the practice based uh, evidence and, and how important uh, the um, yeah the knowledge, the the, the ex- 
expert knowledge is, the experience, next to all the objective uh, measures. So that's, uh, of course, also yeah, from, from uh, uh, Roberto, it, yeah, how he approaches uh, games, but also in terms of uh, managing, managing uh, a team um, um, relation and, and uh, yeah, his, his um, how to say, yeah, being, being friendly to, to everyone and how he approaches uh, everyone. Uh, also, fitness coaches. Yeah, you you mentioned uh, Richard already. Have to uh, also. Um, I think Niels Niels uh, and and uh, Koch and and then Robert de Groot at uh, as at Alkmaar were some. Yeah, also because with them I are really closely uh, collaborate together um, for um, yeah regarding the GPS and and together with them asking good questions, me looking into the data. That's how I develop myself also a lot. So. Um, I, I really believe in, in close collaboration with physical, either the physical coach, fitness coach, or, or whatever, and, and yeah, together with them, the sports scientists or data analysts, and, and uh, together brainstorming, asking the right questions. So the, these guys, uh, also with, with Rule, Rule, uh, Rule um, at, uh, at the Saudi and, and UAE team, uh, yeah, he had, he had a, a very nice balance between, on the one hand, uh, being evidence-based, but also sometimes, yes, yeah, sometimes you in practice you already found things that that a couple of years after <laughs> will mm -hmm. be will be found in 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 in, uh, in, in research. So he was also a very um, a big influence uh, on that. Uh, and then, yeah, in terms of research, um, I think uh, I start with with the triathlon, the banister, and and the fitness fatigue model was was a very big start in in, in the monitoring then. Yeah, nowadays, uh, um, uh, Aaron Kutz and, and, and his mm -hmm. papers, uh, how he approaches uh, things. I think the, the thinking fast uh, and slow thing was, was very, because you very, it, it's kind of in, you think about these things and it, it's, it's in your head and then you see this paper and it's like, oh, wow, this nicely summarizes and this, this is perfect. And they're like, oh, this, <laughs> this is uh, for, for it's, it's a kind of a kind of relief or, or something when, when you read this and, and, and yeah, uh, Franco and Palizari. Uh, I think Martin Buchheit, uh, uh, with, with, uh, uh, because he's also, I think I like the, um, it's somewhere in between evidence, evidence-based practice and the practice-based evidence with uh, the SAI, uh, the performance uh, uh, science reports are a very nice platform. So I think that probably these are kind of my, where I, uh, the guys who pop up in my mind to where I learn a lot or, or get a lot of ideas from. So, yeah. That's, that's Real. It. And then yeah. the next one, um, what would you say your biggest strength is as a practitioner? Uh, I think, yeah, we, we touched already. It's, it's uh, <laughs> taking into account that you, you cannot know everything, but uh, so, but try to measure and, and inform yourself as, as good as possible and, and take these thing to, things into account and know from, from research that they have an influence on each other. So the, the complex system approach and, and based upon that, I'm, I'm not saying that in my mind there's, <laughs> yeah, actually maybe there in, in every one of us, we're doing some machine learning and you try to detect patterns. And I think that's what I try to do. And sometimes, um, yeah, I'm objective, but sometimes, yeah, you know from, from your experience that not everything you can, point that it's yeah sometimes it's a feeling but then you, you notice throughout the years that this feeling is can be a lot of times can can be right so i try to follow my about my feeling combined with the data and and yeah considering that we don't know everything but based on that try to make uh, as good as, as possible your, your decisions and then 
I always see myself as in a supportive role. So I, I really, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's maybe too honest, but I don't really like to make the, the final decision, but, but I like to be in a supportive role. And I think maybe as, as a sports scientist in, in a federation or, or an analyst, I think that's it's also maybe, yeah, a good characteristic to have because you, you given, yeah, I don't want to be the end decision maker, but you try to to help to make these decisions as good as possible. And that's also where, where I, what I really like. And I think that that's maybe one, one of my strengths. Brilliant. And then the next one, I know you've got a, a number of books there behind you on the bookshelf, but I was yeah. going to ask about... <laughs> yeah, just, just to look uh, intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> so there might not be any of these then, but uh, in terms um, of CPD, um, in terms of maybe webinars, podcasts, might be certain bits of research. Is there anything that sort of stands out as being something that has been really ap applicable for you recently? Is there like, is there mm -hmm. something in particular? Uh, what, what I, yeah, and, and, and actually, yeah, there, there are a lot of bad things about COVID, but maybe you have to thank COVID for, for all the nice webinars these years. And, and it's nice to see these initiatives. So, um, yeah, there, there were a lot of, of things. And as I said in the beginning, I think I really like to learn from, from everyone. And I, 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 I'm I really convinced we, we can learn from, from everyone. So yeah, there was a lot of good, good things around. So I think I learned a lot of this year. So I, this whole year was a kind of a, <laughs> a CPD. So maybe it's difficult to pinpoint out one, one particular thing. But I, I think um, in, in the very beginning when... Uh, when, when Steve Barrett started with, with uh, that was actually maybe the, the first big, big uh, um, uh, webinar uh, conference, which was great. A lot of, of nice ideas. And then throughout, yeah, uh, Statsport Catapult, uh, all these practitioners coming up and, and wanting to, to share these, uh, their uh, experiences and, and insights. Um, um, yeah, it, it, it's, I think it, it's great and learned from, from that a lot. And also um, and nowadays I'm, I'm a lot, um, uh, I'm doing a lot in, in, in Power BI, and, and I think these, um, I forgot their names, and, and I've, I'm really grateful for them, but putting, putting it on, on, on YouTube and, and being able to, to learn from, from that. So I'm, I'm really, yeah, I have to look up their names, but two guys are, are really full and, and like with the Power BI apply to sports, which is, is I think I learn a lot uh, from it myself, and I, I would recommend it to to everyone who's in, in analytics a little bit also for students it's I probably it's it's <laughs> it could be a, a really nice course at that university and it's it just available available for that so i really have to thank these guys because this is it's very nice and, and to learn and it also helps yourself to to evolve and then um yeah <laughs> so many <laughs> like like yeah, the, really the biggest influences there are so many things around and, and you just have to be uh, thank all these people uh, supporting that and making it possible for mm. And then the final ones, I was just, I'm going to blend these into the same questions, but, but for two different people. So what do you think some of the most important characteristics are for a coach or a practitioner? So that could be a sports scientist, an SNC coach, or any sort of coach, but then also a player as well. I think it's, it's nice to get the perspective on both sides. So something that obviously... Um, a characteristic you think is most important for the for us to be successful? Mm -hmm. uh, I think being understandable or, or try to uh, empathic, uh, like you say, to um, and to see because yeah, that, that's um, 
we're all different characters and, and probably <laughs> if I would have the characteristics of a player, I was, I was not doing the podcast and playing <laughs> in the Premier League or so. <laughs> so, but, but it's, it's, it's try to, yeah, to, to be empathic and, and, and to see the, your role also from, from the other person and try to um, support them and, and understand them. And, and also, I think uh, yeah, for, for me and as a coach is, yeah, of course you have to aim for, for the best and, and, but also accept that you cannot have everything under control. And then also, um, yeah, like I said, being under, uh, uh, being empathic and, and understand uh, the role of a player, because sometimes we, I think we see them too much. Yeah. These, are the guys and we just have to prepare them as good as possible but there is also the mental part they have things going on at, at home so maybe they do things or that you couldn't predict or, or understand but you have to accept it these are yeah they are also uh humans and, and yeah they have also their own problems and, and try to understand that and act in a way to to support them as good as possible and of course uh yeah speak speak the their language and then try or try to speak the language and get their attention with that and then get them on on the um, yeah on the journey and and try to to help them as, as good as possible in yeah on, on that and then yeah. for for yeah yeah for, okay. for I, was just, I was just gonna say yeah. then because you're because from a player's point point of view you're in a great position because you're working with some unbelievably talented players so it'd be really interesting this one from your perspective at the moment some world-class individuals is there any sort of traits or characteristics that you see as like common between them um some common but so yeah you, you see that also there that and and the various way to roams in 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 approach uh, of, of players which and and then you think yeah is this in the beginning you think also very naive this should be the best way it should be like this but maybe for some players um a more relaxed approach is is what they need so um yeah that's what i learned as as well it's it, there are different approaches but some can be really focused while some need their um yeah the the relaxation the the very uh, relaxed environment and and they're yeah they're they're performing it at the same time while you yeah, I would have thought, oh no, this is the best approach. So that's something I accepted as well. And and that's yeah, probably also, yeah, we all have, have different uh, characters, but yeah, in the end, um they take care of their body. Uh, I they all, all these things, yeah, the, the typical things is 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 what they do. Um maybe in football it could sometimes be maybe be even even better but yeah that's the, the comparison i made in the beginning with we tried them where every centimeter every um second uh, counts but yeah maybe in football yeah if you would approach it in that way that could for some players be better but maybe also for for others non uh, not so um yeah it's 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 a good question because <laughs> it makes me think but it's it's uh yeah you see I think also there are different different ways to roam and, and maybe some approach for one player. It's also possible that that if he took another approach, he would um, he would uh, play and perform even better. But that it's it's um, I think I always uh, have to think. And it's, that's maybe also another uh, guy for <laughs> of, uh, to put on the biggest influences. But I, I heard I think it was was. Uh, James alone uh, talking about uh, Darren Burgess about uh, Suarez and they they did a screening and that they found um, 
a lot of things that that yeah an imbalance or, or this I'm, I'm maybe I'm, I'm making up the I, I <laughs> change the story so sorry James or, or Darren if, if I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm not uh, telling it right but uh, yeah what, what's what's still in, in um, what I remember is that yeah, there were a lot of things that apparently were maybe not good like in imbalances but yeah he, he was scoring goals and he, he was injured he was performing so yeah if if that's the case yeah should we do we want to change that or, or not? Yeah, that's it's it, it's possible that this is performing better, but also it's it's possible that then, then the injuries or, or bad performances come. So that that's that's an interesting part. So yeah, probably also the that mental part. Maybe in, in the future we can yeah can look into it a little bit more. And, and yeah, that, that's some yeah as you see, <laughs> that's maybe what I think about a lot. Is a lot of things still to to discover and. and that makes it uh, so interesting well that that's the whole point of what we why we do what we do isn't it because we don't have mm -hmm. all the questions and it, it, there is constant work to be done but yeah darren told some great stories on the podcast and i'm hoping to get him on again soon because i know he's got some uh, fantastic insights but also for yourself thank you very much for giving up your time today anna because there's yeah. been some amazing stuff that you've covered there um a really fascinating insight in in between the different worlds of club and, and international um, football and you, you've you've covered absolutely loads of information so a big thank you for coming on the podcast um, yeah you were, it was a very it's a lot of fun so thank you as well Ben. thank you no problem I was just going to ask finally if people want to get in touch if they want to read your research if they want to reach out and ask any questions where would you direct them uh, but yeah, if you always can can send an email to um, what, what one? I would say uh, yes, I, I will provide uh, the information at uh, jaspersarnat.hotmail.com if they if they have any questions or, or yeah whatsoever if, um, let, let me know and then yeah probably uh, ResearchGate are are, uh, are the papers uh, are, are the the research papers so feel free to have a, have a look at that we'll provide that uh, as well and then. Uh, yeah, can find true true LinkedIn as well, but it's not that there's much much information on that. But yeah, feel free to contact me. Happy happy to help. And as I said, I'm, I'm yeah, uh, can learn things from from everyone. So I'm I'm happy to get in to get in touch whoever uh, wants that. So, yeah, really <laughs> looking forward. Awesome. Really appreciate your time and best of luck with the lads' next meetup. Is it January February time? Uh, March, March will oh, be March. Uh, the next, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, March uh, will be the, that's already the, the qualifier. So it's an yeah, interesting period as well, because now <laughs> this year we had to play the European Championship, but now yeah, they're yeah. Uh, postponed to, to I, I hope so, uh, next next year. Uh, let's, uh, let's hope that that's going, uh, that's going on. But then in March, we'll have, already have the, the qualification uh, games for the, the World Cup in, in uh, Qatar 2022. Mm. Yeah, oh, uh, <laughs> brilliant. That's, uh, that's next uh, reunion. Well, best of luck with the games in March, and uh, have a we're recording this just before Christmas, so have an amazing Christmas. Yeah, for for you as well, and and uh, the listeners. Thank you, Ben. Have a <laughs> have a great and and a great twenty twenty one. Let's hope it's uh, a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, more fun and and seeing uh, people uh, around and then in twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Good. mate. Really appreciate your time. We'll catch up soon. Perfect. Have a great day. Big thank you to Anna for giving up his time and coming on the podcast. He came highly recommended 
Anna from from previous guests, like I said, Matthew Jones and also Richard Evans spoke really highly and I can see exactly why. Um, Amazing podcast, amazing episode with Anna and you can tell by the length of the podcast we could have probably talked all day. I think this is possibly the longest podcast so far. So big thank you to Anna for giving up his time and for you guys for listening and tuning in as well. So please give this episode a share. I always discuss my takeaways at the end of the podcast. So some of the key ones that jumped out for me were when we spoke about the triathlon, him working in triathlon, he said about triathletes knowing more about their body. But we also spoke about that that obviously being an individual sport, but the fact that football is, is sort of edging towards managing that individual a little bit more. So we can learn a lot from individual sports. And I think players are starting, hopefully, to, to treat their bodies like individual sports, like triathletes would. Um, also, he spoke about the gap of information when players are on international duty. So that was when um, he's working, obviously, with with a, a country in terms of Belgium at the moment he needs the information from the clubs and that that relationship between club and country is really important we the title of the podcast evidence-based practice or practice-based evidence I think that's an interesting discussion um obviously one that that isn't one way or the other there's no there's no definitive answer to that which way is best um, but I think it's important to to be open-minded for both sides on that one um, and then also some of the other things he spoke about towards the end of the podcast were learning from everyone. So I asked him some key influence on his career and he said he learns from everyone. And I think I think he thought that was a bit of a cop-out answer, but I, I fully agree with that. I think it's really important that we do learn from everyone, both good and bad. Um, we can take things from conversations with absolutely everyone, not just people in our field, not just people in our sport or even in sport, full stop. We can learn from absolutely everyone. Um, and I'd question whether you're doing that right now and that might be um, something you can focus on for this year to push yourselves and progress yourselves on as a practitioner. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed recording this one with Anna. Um, we recorded it just before Christmas, but um, yeah, I, I said at the start of the episode, hope everyone had a great Christmas and New Year and um, I'm really looking forward to bringing you the rest of the episodes for the rest of 2021. We've got some big guests and topics lined up but like I said at the start if you do think of anyone that would fit and um, that would be keen to come on the podcast please let us know you can drop us a dm on twitter or instagram at footballfitfed or you can also email mail at footballfitfed.com but a big thank you as always for your support and I'll speak to you again next week in episode 119